Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Good morning, Beverly. How are you? I'm doing great, Jenny. It's a rainy day here and it's it's, uh, it's delightful. That is wonderful. The weather has started to turn here too. We're getting colder weather. But what I wanted to ask is we've sort of changed our schedule regarding how and when we record. Mm-hmm. Previously, it was sort of an evening thing that meant maybe some rushing after work, maybe gulping down meals and experiencing heartburn, stuff like that. Um, but now we're recording We're recording in the middle of my morning at 6 a.m. And I'm wondering, how's that working for you? It's fine. It's, uh, (laughs) you know, I wake up about this time during the week anyway. So it's not uh, unheard of. uh, But usually I don't have to talk to people for about three hours. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a lot to start a morning with. So I do understand (laughs) there can be some challenges with that. Um, It's working beautifully for me. You know, because yeah. fine for me too. Yeah. Awesome. That's exciting. Um, this month, of course, we'll, we'll start by just talking about our, our sponsors. Um, we have one really amazing prize from Taylor.heart.fabrics, which is a $100 gift certificate. That's so awesome. Oh That's my gosh. So nice. And there's, there are quite a few really nice options when you check out the shop. So we'd encourage you to check it out, to dream, to buy in advance of the gift certificate mm-hmm. giveaway as well. Get more. Absolutely. Um, that's amazing. And then I have some fabric that was designed by um, a non-binary trans mask artist friend of mine that is uh, a pink, white, and blue moth design that was created um, from that trans perspective as well. This is this is just a beautiful piece that um, they have available as well, stickers and things like that. But in this case, we have two yards of a cotton knit. Um, which is which is just perfect for, for making a t-shirt for most folks, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I can actually get um, a, a mini dress, something about six inches above my knees out of it if I do a t-shirt dress. So okay, cool. Um, it's because it's 60 inches wide. It's the full okay, same piece. Nice. So it's a it's a very nice it's and it's a lovely way to fabric. So um, hopefully, whoever wins that will be super excited to create with it. Um, but what have you been up to since the last time we spoke? Well, um, some folks might have noticed that I put um, on my uh, stories in in Instagram uh, a request for patterns for a shirt, and I really want to make a shirt. And I had a vision in my mind of making a shirt and I, I wanted it to have a real collar stand. I wanted set in sleeves and um, I wanted bust darts in it. Or I, I think the reason I put that is that I didn't want a non-shaped pattern is what I meant. Okay, fair I, enough. It wouldn't necessarily have to be bust darts, but you know what I mean? Okay. So what I, I got a lot of great suggestions, by the way, one that won't work for me, but I think, um, it must be the most fantastic pattern is this Muna and Broad um, Tarsui or Tarawi. Tar- yeah. That is, rec- anytime I ask for a shirt recommendation, people say, t- recommend that one. So um, for those folks that that, that size range works for, um, it it's awesome. That's wonderful. 
But what I decided on is the birdie button up from Pattern Scout. And the shirt has a full collar with stand. It has a sleeve placket, two front pockets and darts. Uh, it has very, it's very nice pattern. The drafting is wonderful and it has great instructions. It doesn't have a, a yoke, which might be important for folks that need um, more shaping on the back. I don't really right. need back shaping, so it's not a big deal to me. Um, it fit me really well, but in the end, um, it was maybe a little bit... I think in my mind, I actually had a little bit more of an oversized idea because I think I kind of wanted to wear it over something. And it's definitely not large enough for me to wear over anything, but it was a okay. great... It was a really great exercise for me. I have to really call out the uh, sleeve placket on this. I really enjoyed the way the sleeve placket is. It's one of those weird shaped ones with the, uh, you know, like it has a, oh yeah, a rectangle with a small rectangle attached to it. You know, I don't know what yeah. that is. Um, instead of, you know, sometimes they just do a strip and you're supposed to sew, you make the, the placket out straight and you sew up and then you sew back. Yeah, yeah. And- I always, I can never get that right. So huh. this one was just, it looks so beautiful. And it has a little, you know, square at the top that you sew on. And anyways, um, it came out really, really nice. And um, it's the shirt will not go to waste because my mother loves it so much. I was and, hoping that was the case, that it would end up with your mom. <laughs> oh, she loves it. She loves it. So I am going to try a few more shirts that are maybe a little bit more in the sort of oversized cat- category. There's one that I saw that I hadn't made for a long time. I think it I think it didn't have a good sizing before, but now it does. It's the Olya pattern, O-L-Y-A. Who's uh, that box? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to stump you. Um, I know who it is. I think it's, I think it's the one that does Zadie. Oh, Uh, so paper theory. Let me, let me check that because that's uh yes. Paper theory. I'm sorry. And that's the only one. Yeah. I usually call out the wrong ones. You're usually right. uh, Yeah. So this is paper, paper theory. And the interesting thing about this one is that the yoke goes into the sleeve. So this is not a set in sleeve, but um, might be good for the oversized idea. But the, the yoke at the top makes the sleeve, you know, and I've heard yeah. there's a lot of people who've made it in the sewing community, but it, um, it, huh. it sounds like it's a little bit of a tricky to make, which I kind of am enjoying things that are, require me to slow down. Um, so Maybe I'll give that one a shot. If anybody has any other shirt patterns that they think would be good, I'm kind of interested in that, that like just wearing a shirt over something else, like over a dress or oh, something, yeah. just like kind of oh, like yeah. a jacket. But, um, so I, yeah. Awesome. That sounds actually really neat. I used to wear, um, oversized shirts over unitards, like the ones oh, with yeah. the leg. Uh-huh. That used to be a big thing I did when my kids were young. It was just like a super convenient way to go through your day. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that as a concept. That's really neat. I loved seeing the your call out asking for that because it sent me, I just immediately went to Style Arc and I'm going, I'm going to look at every shirt they have uh-huh. Uh-huh. and find what I can find um, because I love Style Arc so much and I know they have all the things, although I was not finding as much as I thought I would. Yeah. 
which was surprising to me, but, um, but they did have, I mean, they had enough that I probably, if someone's looking for that, it's not, not the end of the world to flip through their catalog, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, there, there's, there are a lot of options out there. I was looking for people who maybe had their favorites or something. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, well, what have you been doing? Like anything but sewing, which is really <laughs> weird for me, right? Um, I mean, it's just true. So I I have bought a number of carved stamps because stamp carving is obviously way too complicated for any normal person to actually try to do. And then one day I accidentally bought a starter stamp carving kit by putting it in my cart and paying for it. And it's been sitting in my house long enough that it was finally time for me to open that up and just find out how bad I am. And I was delighted to discover that while I am, in fact, not good, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And I, 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 I have Craftsy and I had, when I logged into my, somebody recommended a Craftsy blocks printing on fabric course to me. Okay. And when I logged into my Craftsy account, I bought that many years ago <laughs> and I've never looked at it. So it was just sitting there. So I was able <laughs> I, I have so many craftsy classes that I bought like five and six years ago <laughs> that I've never used. They've gone through being another company and going out of business and coming yeah. back. I mean, and, but my stuff is all still there. So that was That's exciting. Good. Um, but when I went and, and did it, I, I went off, I looked, I found the class, I started to watch it. And then I'm like, I'm not really going to do any of these things. These are best practices. And obviously that's not that's not my approach to crafts. <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know, instead of figuring out how to rub my design on, like I could, I could print out what I want and I could rub it onto the stamp and then I could do the outline carving and then I could, you know, whatever. I'm like, nope. Hey, here's a ballpoint pen. Let's just write some words on it and see what happens next. <laughs> and, and I'm good at writing backwards. I did have somebody message me and say, I don't understand. <laughs> How do you write backwards? <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm excellent at writing backwards. I used to write my whole diary backwards. Oh, that's exciting. I never I thought think of part doing of that. it um was because I'm left-handed and so I always like to write backwards because then it didn't get on my hand. Yep. That would do it. So for me, I worked for 12 years in a building that had a clean room that had glass windows, and when you had to communicate with people on the inside, you just wrote backwards. <laughs> because it would make it easier for them to read. And that was the goal. The goal was to make it easy on the person inside the room reading it. So I learned to write backwards there. And um, and I've been having fun with it, just sort of putting things down. My favorite for myself right now is my little stamp that says fatter IRL. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I love that. Um, and so I've been making little stamps to put on my dresses, but also I've been making those bags and things for sale this holiday season. And so mm -hmm. I've created some stamps to slap on those as well. So I'm having a really fun time with it. I do plan to block print fabric at some point. That's cool. One thing, um, that, that I have done too, with, with designs that, that may be a little bit trickier for getting the reverse image of is yeah. that I have, um, I have printed something on paper and then, um, on the back side of it, um, wrote in, like, wrote over it in pencil. 
Yeah. So like, like on a light box or something, you write over it in pencil. And then when you put it down, it's, um, no, you would do it on the right side of it because yeah, so you would want you it to end up it, backwards. Yeah. Yes. So then, um, and then the pencil transfers over. So that's, yeah, I've, I've heard from people who do that as well. I probably ought to buy a pencil at some point. That would be really helpful. Um, I looked, I should have one. I understand that. And probably while I'm working on um, decluttering the house, really getting down to a very simplistic minimalist style, I may find like boxes of pencils. That does sound like me, <laughs> but when I, I look use pencils every pencils. single day, yeah, I no, I never use a pencil. Um, oh, I very funny. rarely actually write, right. Like with, with my hands, not on a <clears> keyboard. <throat> Well, when I'm altering patterns and stuff, I use pencils. I guess you just use a pen. Oh, I mostly use scissors. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, no, I'm I don't as... know what you mean. I measure things. <laughs> I do not as commonly. Like while I've been developing this pattern, I've used a pen. Okay. But but mostly if I'm using a commercial pattern or an indie pattern, something mm-hmm. that I bought ready to go. Yeah. That's just scissors. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, well this is where that needs to be. And I go and do that. It's so everybody has these little weirdsies, right? These things you do that mm-hmm. people are like, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. So for me, one of them's puzzles. I can, I can take a puzzle piece and with really good accuracy at any stage in the puzzle, be like, oh, that's where that one's going to go. Mm-hmm. And there don't even have to be pieces around it yet. It mm-hmm. can just be, oh, well, that little orange piece belongs there. And I'm going to be real close. I'm good mm-hmm. at that. The okay. other thing I'm really good at is things like if you give me a um, an arm sigh, I can cut a sleeve out for it. <laughs> and you just need to tell me what kind of sleeve you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just use scissors to make that happen right on the fabric. That's, it's like a, there's a place wow. in my brain that goes, uh-huh. oh, that's what that should look like. And so. That's really cool. It's that's a weird one. Really cool school, skill. I haven't figured out like broad applicability for that one yet, but we're going to get to it in a moment. When I take my pattern drafting class, I have a feeling having an eye for that, even though it'll be a computer and I will not be able to use scissors on that. I think it's still going to be a helpful thing. (laughs) That's really cool. Um, actually, uh, I have really good, um, like spatial, uh, like for example, I know where I am all the time. Like I don't get lost and stuff. I have a really good sense of direction, which I know from writing with you is not the case. It doesn't help that you've got really old maps in your computer in your car. But um, but I when I saw the arm sigh for the um the birdie button up, I thought there's no way this is gonna fit. I thought this is and so I measured it, it looked just weird. I didn't think it was gonna fit at all. So I measured around the seam line on it. And then I measured around my arm and I'm like, oh, it'll fit fine. I was, I was stunned. It, it was a different shape than I expected. Put it that way. Yeah. And, and that's one of those weird ones where I'm not sure why I have any skill at all in that direction, but it's, it's, um, I mean, it's nice. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great skill. (laughs) I'll take it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so it's, it's one of those things that, that just kind of, kind of works for me. So what's Um, this Instagram class that you're doing? So I am taking a class with Maggie McGill on how to 
like use Instagram (laughs) for purposes. And so I'm trying to think how to put it because I don't think of myself as any of the things this class is targeting. And yet I probably am. So it's targeted for people who are selling services or things or who are influencers who want to figure out how to grow an audience. I see. And I don't think of myself as any of those things, but in a future facing way, I definitely plan to be selling things on, on Instagram in some fashion. And so Mm -hmm. I thought learning more about like what that thought process looks like. And also technically what buttons you push (laughs) would be super (laughs) helpful. And so when I heard from, um, I learned that Ruby of Spokes and Stitches, who of course was on our podcast Mm -hmm. much earlier, um, was taking this class and said, you know, if you want me to hook you up, I will. And I said, I mean, obviously (laughs) I want to be hooked up and started. So I just started that. And it's really, really interesting. I do worry that I am, I am, I am too much for a class that meets for an hour every other week as a group online. <laughs> so I've got to work on that for the next class because I have, I bring a lot of energy to the process. <laughs> I imagine. Yes. So <laughs> speaking of Instagram, this is something I know actually Jim noticed this recently and told me about it. And it's really good for, um, as far as accessibility, in my opinion, Mm-hmm. Now, Instagram, they they never allowed this before, but you can add posts from your laptop now. Oh, that's wonderful. I did not that know a, about that. I think that is a great accessibility thing because, it it, you know, it can be tricky on your phone for, for people who especially have vision problems or something. So I think it's awesome. I think that is amazing. That's a really, really good adaptation to hear us come by. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I became interested because I'm so, um, yeah, don't think less of me, everybody. That's what I'll start with. I became interested because a couple weeks ago, Meta, the owner of Instagram and Facebook, PayPal'd me $103. And I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> and it was super confusing. And then, because it didn't come, like there was no information, (laughs) there was just money. (laughs) And when it popped up in my notices, I'm like, well, that's a lie. And it's obviously a scam. So I went to PayPal and I'm like, oh shit, there's, there's money there. And it does claim to be. (laughs) So I started thinking and starting a few months ago, some little pop-up kept appearing on my Instagram feed on my phone, like a pop-up on my, when you go to your profile and it Mm -hmm. said, do you want to earn money from reels? Click here. And some number of months ago, I was like, yeah, that's not going to be a thing, but sure. And I clicked and it was literally just sort of a button click that said, why not? And I had no idea what it was doing. I didn't pay any attention to it. And it turns out what it's doing is it's, somehow deciding based on your reels and how many people watch them and whatever to give you some money. And I don't know who's eligible for this. I don't know if it's like my profile isn't a person profile. It's a creator profile. Oh yeah. That just... And then there's a business profile. So mine's a creator uh-huh. one. And I've since learned in the class I'm taking with Maggie McGill 
that they have never seen anybody make more than $120 from it. And I can tell you when you hit a hundred, like you blitz to a hundred on the first three days, I'm like, oh shit, I'm at a hundred. And there are 27 more days in this month. Bring the money. And then when I hit a hundred, it's like 30 extra cents every day so far. <laughs> so it's, you know what I mean? There's like a slowdown point. So my point is if, if you've got a creator account, if you've seen this pop up and thought, well, that's just some crap. I mean, just consider saying yes, if you don't mind receiving money from Meta, which is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was quite excited by it. But then I thought, well, how can I grow my audience differently then? If this is a thing, if there's a way to make a little bit of extra cash, mm-hmm. is, is growing my audience a thing that'll help? Turns out, no, not in any way for this. I'd have to be like, I don't know, Kim Kardashian. I'd have to be some sort of viral <laughs> something or another, right? And I'm 100% not that and don't want to be that. So, but it was interesting to me. And so then I thought, well, how do you how do you connect with an audience? How do you do these things? And so if you watch my reels and my posts in the next month, you may find some that look more intentional, mm-hmm. but you may not because I'm not really good at intention. <laughs> and so it may be that I think intentional, but when you look at them, you're like, I don't understand where that's coming from. It's so we should maybe um, not judge the effectiveness of the course based on what you do. (laughs) No, no, 100% not. But one of the things I learned how to do, which was wild to me that I didn't know, um, is like when you do a reel, how to how to make the words appear over time. Oh, I know. That's so right there. I can't even make the words appear at all. So worth the price of admission is what I'm saying. Um, So that's been fun. But but the other fun thing I've been doing with the class is waiting. It doesn't sound as fun when I say it that way. I've signed up for that drafting and grading class with Urbachia Studio, which will start in mid October, and I'm very excited about that. Okay, so tell me about this. Is this a class that, um, like a so it starts in mid-October. Is it a class you found, like, is it through Instagram or did you find it online or? Um, so uh, let's see. I saw, well, first off, I followed Victoria for a while. So I've seen a few posts about it. And then Ham- Handmade Mandy on Instagram started taking the course and posting some stories about it and things like that. And I thought, you know, this is definitely too expensive for me. but but I'm hand drawing the bodices that I'm creating for this dress that I want to be able to grade out. Mm -hmm. And when I reach out to people about grading sizes, they all want me to get it in a computer first. Mm. And you, you would laugh at the ways that I've tried to do this so far, because they've mostly involved like large graph paper and taking a picture from straight overhead and measuring the squares to try and make sure they're still square and then seeing if I can do that. So there's a lot of very comic things about how I'm Mm -hmm. trying to do this. And I thought, well, I mean, this would help me get it into a computer, right? It's got to be a computer thing. And it turns out it is. You're going to first learn how to use Illustrator from Adobe in order to build the pattern. And all of that sounds super scary to me. I feel like the old dog that definitely cannot learn new tricks, but, but I you am show sure. over and over again that you can, I, I don't see it, but I believe that, that you mean that. Um, but, but I, but I feel like it's, it's, it feels intimidating. Like it's a kind of computering that yeah. I've never done. And it's a mm-hmm. kind of like, 
as we were talking about earlier, I just sort of cut things out when I'm making stuff mm-hmm. up. Like when I, when I drew the pattern for the first time on paper, it was me and a ballpoint pen yeah. and just, there was no measuring tapes used. There was none of that. I'm just like, this seems about right. And mm-hmm. then, <laughs> and then finding out if I was close. And yeah. so it feels really scary. I can't even find my stupid French curves. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally, this is all just a swoop. I hope that's a curve. And so I, it's intimidating. It's intimidating. But when you speak to Victoria, if you're interested in the class, if you reach out and schedule a time and speak, um, she's very encouraging and also really wants to understand what you want out of the class so that she can let you know if that's a thing you can get out of the class, because the class may not be the right thing for you. And I'm like, super, because I literally don't know what I want out of the class. Do I want to make patterns that I could sell, that I could market? I don't think I do. Right. That doesn't feel like something I'm interested in. Or do I want to make two patterns a year and grade them out, create clothing and sell the clothing, which is what I think I want to do. And and if not that, do I literally just want to design stuff for me <laughs> that isn't me punching calculations into a pattern creation software, yeah. right? Because those, they're never going to be as good as a human being stopping and thinking about how bodies curve and function individually for the pattern you're making. Yes. So it's interesting. I'm super excited about it. And I'll be sharing good and bad, how, how cool. that goes once I start. When I find myself overwhelmed by learning a new thing, I actually feel calmed by the when I can take a class because then there can be instruction, there can be questions asked. And in general, I find, um, you know, when things are presented in a class, I'm pretty quick. Like I catch, you know, I, I, I can handle everything and they they make the class so that, you know, most people can handle it. And so I think that you know, that way you'll be able to really learn a lot from it. I'm really hopeful. Um, It's, it's like a weird combination of sort of independent study and group stuff. So there's a lot of videos that are you independently moving through the class period, Um, sort of like, like yours, I think where, and then there are people coming in and out at different times and there's live meetings as well, but mm-hmm. you may be talking to someone who's been working on it for six weeks and you're in your first week and, yeah, and other things like that. So it seems like there's some, some real possibility there. So I'm, I'm excited about it. It's, it's intimidating, but I'm excited about it. And I'm hopeful that I really can learn more than I think I can learn. Cool. So, and in service of that class, Sarah from the Curvy Pattern Database um, was very encouraging about projector pattern cutting, Mm. where you mount a projector or place a projector somewhere. Now, in my home currently, my ceilings are no more than seven and a quarter feet. They're they're very relatively low. It's an older house that was built by a dude who I guess didn't have much reach. Um, (laughs) Because it feels like, like, and nothing's square. Um, so, so it's just, that's the way it is. Um, and so there are short throw pro- projectors that you might be able to use from a, a, a ceiling height like that, but I still need 51 inches between the ceiling and my table. Um, and then there are ultra short throw projectors that you can sit. I think it's something like up to 14 inches, just 14 inches above your surface. And they, they, angle the light and adjust for the pattern. So you end up with the pattern being a flat square thing. Okay. 
which is interesting to me, but it, but it all starts with sort of um, having a level and making sure your table is level and that your projector is level. And then you print out, um, well, like your test square box from your patterns, but it's Mm -hmm. for calibrating a projector I see, and get that printed out and you, you try and get everything lined up and working right. And then from there, you're able to take anything and project it on the table. Right. And so you can use projector patterns because people make patterns now that are intended for projector Mm -hmm. use. Sometimes what that means is if there's something that's supposed to happen on a fold, for example, Mm -hmm. it'll be provided to you with the fold line, but it'll also be the full piece. Oh, nice. That way you can make choices. Awesome. Because especially when you're doing pattern matching, it is so much easier to do not on the yes. fold. And or stripes. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're not all like that. So just because that's the, the I mean, that's like a best practice in projection pattern, but some will not do that, but many will. Um, or if they don't have a projector version, if they have a uh, AO version, you can use that too. Right. You just have to swipe and move the pattern around to get the piece that you want. But you could use the AO version. Um, And so with the class, the the idea would be that I would be continually um, having to print out for small adjustments Mm. or otherwise in order to create those first patterns. And so the concept is, well, but do you have to do that if you if you're starting with something with a projector. And so I've got, I've got a time limit guys. I can't leave this sitting for too long (laughs) in the box, which is where it still is. um, Because I need to be able to use it to develop patterns. Cool. So that's kind of cool, right? That is kind of cool. And then my last weird super ego thing is my labels. I went and found a designer. I sketched a thing on paper and I Mm -hmm. said, this is kind of what I want. Can you make this for me? And they did. And it's, it's a sewing label that I can use on the small bags that I'm doing. And if I start to make dresses and sell them, I can use them there. And it's, it'll, the image will be in the um, show notes, but it's a, it's like one of those arched window sorts Mm -hmm. of things that's got clouds with a pale, pale gray moon behind it Mm -hmm. and a black sky resplendent with stars. And then just my name, Jenny Hassler, in an arch above it. Or in the winter, but, you know, anyway. So I'm very excited about that. And that's, I've been looking for good label printers. And this is one of the the designs that I'm having printed for me. Cool. Should we talk about some new patterns? Oh, my gosh. We should talk about anything but me. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the first patterns you have listed here are from know me which is a division of big four mimi g's patterns right yeah yeah it is when i I think you know more about it than i do yeah and when i interviewed mimi g um a month or two ago Mm -hmm. um this was one of the things that we talked about that was not able to be talked about yet Okay. So it did not appear in the podcast because it was still super confidential. It was just one of those, just wait in October, something exciting is coming. And, um, and this is the exciting thing. 
So Nomi is um, the big four pattern companies attempt to really reach out to today's sewist. So these are pat, like I'm sure all their other stuff is trying to do that too. But, but these are patterns that come from the Instagram sewing community really specifically. So in here, you're going to see names that you recognize like Aronica Bell, um, the corny rainbow um, and so forth. So you're going to see you're going to see things that you recognize and And that's super exciting. And these are all uh, a diverse representation for big four as well. These are, and it's, um, it's really evident that there's a a deep desire to expand the sewing community through the selections of styles and the selections of the artists creating the designs. Um, And that's, to me, that's really exciting. That's the thing that I was so excited about when talking with Mimi about what the big four might be doing to try and improve or expand um, the sewing community and access for like regular people. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, So two of those patterns, um, one by, I want to say it's the handmade millennial, um, but there's definitely the word millennial in their ID and one by Ironica B. Cole um, go up to a 56 inch chest, which is a 38 W for, for the big four. And that is a huge leap in their normal sizing. Yeah. Um, that is, that is something where the last season, the summer patterns, the fall patterns, I forget, whatever the last season of mm-hmm. um, Simplicity Mimi G patterns were, yes. um, two of those came in the, the 38W that were represented by Aronica. The original releases in spring, none of them came up that high. Okay. But, but in in fall in summer, I believe it was the next set they did went up to that 38W, a couple of them. Um, and this again, two out of um, 12 designs come up that high. So that's really great. All the others ended a 48 inch chest. And so that's not so great. Yeah. Um, all the others ended a 48 inch chest. And that was for me really disappointing yeah. because I was, I was hoping for, I was hoping for more. I think the thing is that we're accustomed to with the indie patterns, once they expand their size range, once they have that block, they put that for all their patterns. Like in general, it's very rare for yeah. a pattern company that has, they may not go back and, and redo their entire catalog, Understood. but the new ones coming out would, would all have that size range. And so it's disappointing to see that, you know, there's still just one out of six patterns that they're coming yeah, out new. It, it is. And in speaking with Mimi G, there were some sort of physical technological things that they have to overcome. But the answers to a lot of those things really is as simple as tape the pattern together. You know how yeah. right now yeah. you buy an AO pattern and you're like, oh, okay, so that's A and A and I'm going to have to use some scotch tape. Mm-hmm. And that's a a really common thing that, that at my size, I have to do across many things. It's less common, the smaller you are, Mm -hmm. but it still happens for some, a a full circle skirt. If you're not cutting it on quarters or on eights, you Mm -hmm. may still have to do that. If it's a ball gown length, for example. Um, but it's, it's not something that the big four is commonly doing. Mm -hmm. And it, it feels like that could help address it because otherwise essentially once you get to a certain size you're having to do twice as many printing blocks which again doesn't make sense to me i don't know how any of this is done but it sounds like it's still sort of a 
a physical thing that's having to be bigger if you're not going to cut things and and have you put it on too. So that's a little confusing. If you go back and listen to the episode, you'll hear Mimi explain that. And I understand the realities in in which she is functioning Mm -hmm. as an emissary of that company, as someone who is working with the company to create a more diverse representation for sewing. But it also feels like a cop-out because smaller so companies many people have are other doing ways it. of doing it. Yeah. 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 And even if it's even if it's a block issue, a number of printing press templates, you have to use the size of them. Mm-hmm. By using more, you could cut things in half and make it happen. So and even as a even as an interim thing, they could offer them a PDF. Yeah. Because they absolutely. do offer PDF patterns. I agree hundred so. percent. I agree one hundred percent. So that there was something really um really depressing about that. Um, yeah. That one really knocked me for a little bit of a loop. Um, there are no visibly old sewists in the, the lineup. There are no, there's one sewist who is above a small fat sizing visually. Again, no idea what their measurements are, anything else. These are modeled photos. It's mm-hmm. um, difficult for me to say. The men's patterns ended a size 52, which is a little larger than some simplicity men's patterns do. And there are four, four designers um, who visually appear to be male. And that's, that's a pretty good representation for a new yeah. line of 12. And the designs are cute. These are, all of them are very fresh, more modern looking designs. They, there's nothing here that to me, looks stale, which, you know, truthfully, I can say stale about a lot of the designs that I go and look at from Simplicity and Butterick and McCall's. Vogue, I tend to see a little bit more that's not stale, still doesn't fit me, but um, but that isn't stale. So I thought that all of that was really neat. And then, of course, the final call out I have to make is that two of the designs are photographed by people standing in the middle of the road. And <laughs> even that that is my personal visual style for my garments, I of course love to see that. I think they design. must have seen your um, <laughs> your Instagram and they said, this is That's cool. 100% it. Um, but, but yeah, I did, I did love seeing that. Um, so even though I have hesitations and obviously many of these patterns are ones we would never be able to talk about on our show. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the effort is good. Yeah. I think it's important that this representation here of additional um, hip and happening, which I know <laughs> is the really old language for it, but come on, I'm a little bit old. Um, patterns represented by people of color and black people and men particularly seeing more of that. That's all amazing. All of yeah. that is really, really positive. Yes. Um, so so yeah, I, I love it. And the, I want to call out, um, the two handmade millennial and Ironica be Cole, the ones that we can talk more detailedly about on the show. Um, we have an image of Ironica's pattern, which is a pants pattern with a top. Mm. The top is a cropped top and absolutely look, here's my belly cropped top, um, with sheer details. And it is, it is really adorable. Um, I'm not a pants person, so of course I'm never going to make the pants. Um, but I I like that bodice. That's a that's a fun one. And so then when you go off and look at the handmade millennial, who if you aren't following this account, go follow this account. The and scroll back to find the wedding dress 
that they handmade for themselves and go through all the iterations. It's fucking amazing. There okay. are no words for it. But in uh, in this particular case, what they've put together is a um, a jumpsuit, right? Yeah, uh, floaty which, kind of jumpsuit. A floaty kind of jumpsuit. And I am interested to see, like I didn't read up on any of the details, things like, um, is it is it knit? I don't think it is looking at the fabrics, but it might be. Um, and if not, how do you get in and out of yeah, it? Yeah, how do you so get I'm in that thing? I'm very interested to learn more about that. Um, but it's but it's uh, it's a neat looking design. I will note on their pattern pages, these two patterns go up to a thirty eight W. Okay. When you look at when you look at the um, the chart, the chart goes to a thirty two. And I have not seen the patterns physically in person, so I don't know if the website chart is wrong or the design oh. is wrong. I oh. do know, I do know that um, that Mimi G had indicated they'd go to a 38. Okay, okay. So I don't know. And you can see, I showed that in the images that when oh. you're choosing sizes, it shows you two different things. So I don't know if the chart is bad, the size options are bad, or both. Um, but I believe it's a 38 W, which is going to be, I misspoke earlier is going to be at least a 58. It may be as much as a 60 inch chest. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there's a mystery. Well, it's something going. to look out for. But it's exciting, even though it may not be exciting for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> and my body and the ability to use the patterns. But it's, it's nice to see that additional representation that we care so much about. Okay. The <sighs> next pattern you have, I really like. This fits in with our gender more theme. And it's perfect for me because it is adult boxer wear boxer briefs. It doesn't have a pouch in it, which I don't need. <laughs> um, and it it's an underwear pattern. And the thing that I like is that when I wear dresses, I like, I guess I like to, you know how I always wear, like to wear pants under, but part of it is that I, I, don't like the tops of my legs to touch each other. And so, um, <laughs> I don't weird. either. I'm with maybe, you. <laughs> maybe it's weird. And then, but so I use like, I'll wear like Jim's boxer briefs, but I could make my own. Yeah, absolutely. I thought these were really neat. I do, I do have a story to share about it. So I'm at my mom's, which sometimes is a little fraught for me because she does not always remember how to be kind when speaking to people. <laughs> and so it can be a little fraught. So I'm at my mom's the other day. I'm sitting in a chair. I've just brought her a watch that I bought for her because she wanted a watch to fit her wrist. And her wrists have gotten smaller. She doesn't need added links anymore. So I could just like buy one at a store without any extra effort. It was super exciting. And I was um, helping her to measure her feet so we could buy some shoes that we think might be able to fit her this winter because she has significant edema in her feet and it they swell so much it's it can be really hard so we're sitting there we're talking about the shoes and the watch and the two more watches she wants me to buy which I bought for her um and she goes I can see all the way up your crotch to your vagina and I said oh you absolutely can't my thighs are touching <laughs> And she's like, that is not the point. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> I am, I am sitting perched on the edge of a chair, getting ready to measure your feet. Maybe this isn't the moment. And 
<laughs> she goes, well, if you're doing it here, you're doing it at work. And I'm like, lucky work. I mean, I don't know what you want from me at this point. <laughs> it was just hilarious. And it reminded me of it because you were talking about thighs touching. And I'm like, yeah. you definitely can't see everything you think you can see because I swear <laughs> to you, my thighs would not permit that access. <laughs> anyway, so that was my defense. Um, <laughs> I hope everyone's impressed and now has a tool they can use. Um, <laughs> Um, well, I do love I think, those, and yeah, I think it's something I'm looking at possibly doing as well. It it seemed like a a neat little pattern. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one you have is a very interesting coat. It is, and it's for me. It's blueprints for sewing is the pattern company, and I'd never heard of them. I've never heard of them either. Um, and this is the Modern Coat. M O D E R N E coat with a max 61 inch hip this is so to me this is like i okay i'm just going to use their words because i'm lost i i look at it and i'm like it's like if a sweatshirt was more structured and also had interesting lines i just (laughs) i don't know what to say about it so modern is a drop shoulder cocoon coat with generous pockets and a roomy fit inspired by the art modern architecture, a style prominent in the 30s and 40s that featured aerodynamic curves and clean horizontal lines. Version one has a sporty knit collar and cuffs, and its curved seams are accentuated with piping. It's fully lined and closes with a zip. Now, the curved lines start at what appears to be waist on the front and curve down to where I would imagine if there were pockets, and I'm not convinced there are, the pockets <laughs> would start, right? And then at the back, it goes straight across at that point. So for yeah. me, at literally the widest part of my body, and we all know I love a horizontal line to accent that. That's something I actually think is cool. And if it's piped, even better. And it's a yoke. It's a yoke that curves to the drop shoulder. Yeah. It's it's freaking me out. You've got to come and look at this picture. Version yeah. two is a flat band collar, three quarter length sleeves, which is more my style mm-hmm. with a decorative notch, which sounds like yes. you, you love a decorative notch. I love and a decorative gracefully, <laughs> gracefully curved side hem vents and it closes with buttons and isn't lined. And I think this may be my chore coat because I'm going to slap some patch pockets on this sucker. Interesting. Um, and it's got darts at the chest level, yeah. it looks like. And uh-huh. I can't tell if there are darts at the elbows or if that's just supposed to show no. you these bend. <laughs> I think I think it just shows that your elbows can bend. Yeah. And I appreciate that reminder. Um, <laughs> I appreciate a coat that bends at the elbows because I need to it bend always my seems elbows. good. So this collarless coat, which we both know is my dream coat, mm. is designed to play well with your favorite hand-knit scarves. Make it up in denim or canvas for a light spring coat or wool with a lining for cozy winter outerwear. That's a really great idea. That's cool. That's cool. I, I you know, it's blowing my mind and it feels, I mean, anyway, amazing. Amazing. That is amazing. Okay. So what did you find? Tell I me, found tell something. Me. So this is a really good, I think this is a really good option for gender more. And so Closet Core came out with a new pair of pants called the Mitchell Trousers. And they're named after Don- Joni Mitchell because Joni Mitchell wore like lots of trousers and stuff. And apparently, um, 
gosh, I've forgotten her name from Closet Core. Anyway, uh, she loves Joni Mitchell. And there are two versions of these trousers, and they are, I love them. So I don't usually love pleated pants. However, I love the way these are styled. So let me just describe them. First of all, these trousers do not have a waistband. They have a a waist facing like the Pietra pants, but they Mm -hmm. do not have a, um, uh, a waistband on them. They have a fly, a zip fly with a button. And then on the sides, there's little cinchy things that you can, you know, um, like with a loop that, you know, you, you put Yeah, the D ring sort of D ring. Yeah. Like on painter's pants and stuff like that. Yes. And then they have these slash pockets and the pleat goes over to where the pockets are. So they're not right in the front and center. That's one of the things I don't like about pleats. Maybe it's just because the way they open, it looks awkward on me. Maybe because mm-hmm. of my belly or something, they just, it, it looks awkward on me. But over to the side, I think would be, I don't know. I like that silhouette a lot. And so they've made two versions. One that's a wide leg down to the, uh, you know, down to the floor, I guess. And then the other version is a more tapered leg, sort of like to have the Pietra pants come in those two. But I just think these are the great, they're like um, sort of uh, taking a more masculine style and then adding some more feminine details. And so I think it plays really good for the theme this month. I, I actually like those. Maybe you and I could sew them together. That would be fun. Cause I, yeah, I think I'm going to do the less wide leg version. Okay. The, um, the top one is made with this texturized cotton and I actually, they had, most of the colors were sold out. So I sent them a, this from core fabrics, which is the fabric company that's associated with closet core patterns. Yeah. I have purchased that texturized pro uh, texturized protein. Yeah. Texturized <laughs> cotton um, previously. And I've made things with it and I love it. It's, it's not very heavy weight, but it is just, it, 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 it's not stretchy, but it kind of feels like it is a little bit, you know, it like has some give in it, but it doesn't yeah. grow. I don't know. Perfect for pants. So those, those top ones, that yellow is um, this textured protein, protein. Oh my God. Textured cotton. And, um, the, they said they're getting more colors in. So I'm really excited about that. I really love the idea of making this out of soy somehow, but you know, um, (laughs) TVP. Yeah. But I, I get the idea that maybe that's not what we're going to do here. Um, yeah, those are, those are, I'm going to go with thoroughly amazing. I I really like those. I think it's just like, I haven't seen this design and that's (laughs) so exciting to me. Like, yeah, and I I actually wore my Pietra shorts the other day. I lost them for a while, so I apparently tossed them in with my bed sheets when I laundered. And we have several pairs of sheets, so I haven't needed this pair of sheets. So they've been, as you do, just sitting in the laundry basket, clean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you put away. And when I finally decided to put them away, there were my Pietra shorts. So I wore them the other day when I found them again, which was. Um, you know, delightful. Um, and it made me think that I wanted to make the pants version of that, but I could easily make the pants version of this instead. Yeah. I, um, uh, I'm, I'm excited think, about that. Do you think they'd work well in, um, 
like a, a linen, like a midweight to the aisle 19 or the heavier than that? Which do you think? I think that if you if you make them in linen, they'll be fine, but they will grow. Okay, that's a solid point. What if I did a linen cotton? Oh, I think canvas? that'd be fantastic. That that'd be fantastic. Something like the Essex or something. Yeah. I think that would be much more stable because I've made the Pietra okay. pants. No, the Soho Seven pants. I've made. I love them in linen too, but they do grow. But when I made them in the Essex, they don't grow. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I'm excited by that possibility. Yeah. Thank you. What a great call out. Um, so we've talked a little bit about kind of the types of things that we might ourselves be doing. I know for me, I think a chore coat, um, probably that one we just linked, except it's not a chore coat. I get that. I'm going to add mm-hmm. pockets. Is that mm-hmm. what makes a chore coat? I'm not even sure. Um, <laughs> but I'm loving that concept, that yeah. kind of a, a three season coat because it works for me now. Mm-hmm. And if I, I don't know, ever moved to Mazatlan, Mexico, it would probably also work there on the rare cooler day. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, I just, re- we had talked about a couple of weeks ago, the, uh, peppermint magazine free pattern, which is a chore coat. Yes. And, um, I just, they just had something on their Instagram. The, um, the model that I think it's non-binary model that they have on the cover with a, yeah, with the denim. Yeah. 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 Um, that person was not the model. They, their model couldn't make it and they pulled that person off the street. It's a great story. Go to their Instagram and read the story. It's fantastic. And the person just agreed and it's awesome. So I love it. That's amazing. I also wanted to just call out briefly a couple of events that are upcoming. One is the Atlanta Frocktails event. Um, I'm attending that one. That's October 22nd. I am at the city, city winery in Atlanta. Um, it's really exciting that frocktails are starting to happen again. Of course, a couple months ago was LA, I believe last night or the night before was New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've loved watching the garments that come out of it. Although like when I signed up for this, I'm like, I'll just put on a yesterday dress and like a top or whatever. And now I'm feeling like I have to like on purpose, make something for this. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotta, I gotta kind of think this one through a little bit because it's suddenly feeling um, slightly more intimidating than I had originally, I guess the only one I've been to is in a, is the one up here in Asheville just before the pandemic started. And it was literally the first thing I'd sewn for myself in probably 10 years. And so it was just, it was like anything. It was like, here's a Vogue pattern. This fabric's on sale. I'll never sew again anyway. Um, you, um, <laughs> you need to make something extraordinary because that's, I can just see you doing that. And did you see, um, <laughs> Did you see Terrence's? Oh my gosh, of course I did. Oh my God. Uh, he made the best, like, most, oh, yeah. most, uh, dramatic. So you gotta, you gotta try to do something to make him proud. I also, so, um, Fat Thighs and Mermaid Pants, friend of the show, attended not a Frocktails, but a similar style of event uh-huh. a couple nights ago in a, in a, um, sort of a wrap top bodice uh sequence top to bottom dress as well that that looked very inspirational <laughs> so, so i probably need to look through my stuff and i think so i give think some so. thought to yeah a real thing um, <laughs> um and then also uh, it's um it's october so the curvy pattern database has their annual sewing 
the CPD 2022 is this year's. So hashtag is sewing CPD 2022 hosted by Kirby pattern database. So basically sew something this month in October that comes from the database that's eligible for the database that fits within their requirements, which is a 60 inch chest and, um, and tag them in it and use the hashtag and you're eligible to win things. One thing to note is like their top prize is a baby lock sewing machine. So, um, so yeah, just, just check it out. And the one thing to note is that it's not just for, um, people who are in larger sizes. It's for small, you know, uh, straight size SOAS as well. And they're trying, I think the purpose of this is to get that hashtag out so people could know that if they followed that hashtag, every pattern that yep. is in there is something that could be sewn th- by, by someone those roles. 60 yeah. inches. Yeah, 60 mm-hmm. inches or or larger. And um, yeah, it's, it's an absolutely amazing thing. Um, Sarah attended that um, retreat that I went to in June and I handed off some of my um, fuck flattering uh, sewing labels and some of my stickers and other things that'll also be some of the prizes that'll be offered for cool. that. So, um, but there is, there are a lot of really wonderful prizes, including patterns and fabric and, um, and obviously that big sewing machine. So check it out, check it out. And with that, I think um, we're wrapping up. We want to remind you to subscribe to our Patreon if you've enjoyed the content and want to help make that more possible. Um, that is at uh, patreon.com slash punk frockers. You can also go out to iTunes or Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts and um, rate and review us five stars only. Um, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you have to say. And as always, continue to follow the Instagram, comment on posts, um, share the hashtag, which this month is PF Gender More. And uh, we're excited to see what folks come up with. See See you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. The Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.